Happy New Year and welcome to another episode of the Godfather, Godfather Part, Part 2 Minute. With me, Alexander Robinson. And with me, Andy Robinson. And we're here to talk about Minute 102 of the Godfather Part 2. That's right, Hot Hot 102. <laughs> the Rock. <laughs> uh, hot 102, the Bratzy. Go <laughs> <laughs> <Not> bad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk later about Godfather Radio Station. Okay. Godfather Radio Station. Godfather Alex, Morning Re- Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can say that again. Bunch of animals. Because no, not a zoo. We're not animals. <laughs> Let them lose their souls. <laughs> Alex, repeat after me, please. Yes. Per okay. favore. Uh, e minuto. E minuto. Numero. Numero. Cento due. Cento due. It'd be true if my father was still alive. That's right. Well, if we're talking about Cento Due, that must mean we're talking about Minute 102. That's right. Uh, Minute number 102, New Year's Eve in Havana continues as Geary explains American foreign policy. Fredo gets a real drink because he can't. And Mikey's assassin (laughs) stalks a Cuban hospital looking for our friend in Miami. He's not looking for him in Miami. He's looking for him in in Cuba. He's looking for our friend in the hospital. In, in Miami. <laughs> our friend in Miami in the Cuban hospital. In the hospital. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so what you got? Hyman, Hyman Roth is one of the last. He always made money for the, the health insurance companies. <laughs> no, actually, it cost the health insurance company a lot of oh, money. Yeah, that's, that's why. Right. Oh, because of all the heart attack yeah, treatments. Cause he's having so many. Uh, <laughs> he, has, he had his deduct his, uh, his premiums got raised. Oh, premium got raised. You think back then they charged extra for pre-existing conditions? I probably. <laughs> Talk about a pre- <laughs> I didn't ask if they charged for pre-existing conditions. That should be that should be Hyman Roth. Uh, the insurance company goes to Hyman Roth later and says, yeah. oh, "Mr. Roth, we have to we have to charge you pre- back premiums because you uh, you never told us about your pre existing heart attack condition." He says, "You didn't ask." <laughs> he says, "You didn't. You ask. didn't ask." <laughs> he gets all mad. Well, thanks because to- it had nothing to do with premiums. <laughs> it's the most important. It's like, an, it's like an insurance commercial. Hello, I'm Hyman Roth. <laughs> Which about every sure th- we're all getting older. <laughs> Smaller piece. <laughs> That's how it starts. Like you know, yeah. you start in the middle of a scene. And then, like, <laughs> Small, he goes, smaller piece. Smaller piece of your income will be going to health insurance with this premium, with this and plan. And bigger piece of mine. <laughs> you realize every about 25 to 30 episodes, we do another High and Roth healthcare commercial. Do we really? I believe it. It's such a, he's not even in this minute. We're going on a five-minute riff about him. <laughs> anyway, where do you want to start? Maybe let's start chronologically. The minute begins, they're at the New Year's party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Geary is talking to the same, I guess, the same people he was talking to last week. That's right. Uh, this time he says, uh, America's policy is non-intervention. American the, the American public won't support non-intervention. No, they're so, for non-intervention. Oh, he, the American supports not, non-intervention. Yeah. Yeah. The American, the American public. Is, yeah. 
The American yeah. public supports non-intervention. So do you think that means... What does it mean? Who is the real Senator Geary? <laughs> does it mean that the U.S. doesn't want to like interfere in the Batista regime and is just like, hey, whatever you guys got going on here, that's your thing? Or is he saying like... Yes. Or is he saying, hey, if Castro takes over, it's we're not... We're not going to do anything about oh, it because oh. we favor non-intervention. Mm-hmm. Both of which are have uh, their own interesting tangents. Yeah, uh-huh. so. Well, I think he... I assumed he would say... I I would think he would support big business there, investment. He's, make, he's make, probably making a lot of money off this too. So he's assuring people there that they're not going to... They're just not going to intervene, period. That the Batista government will continue to rule. They're not going to intervene with the Batista regime running. Not, yes. They're not going to interfere with Cuba because... That's right. Because, uh, okay. Yeah, they support Batista. Yeah, so they're... So, uh, it's, it's and he also, turns, out, turns out to be right. Because they don't interfere with Batista. But then once... Once Castro takes over, they do intervene. They do or, or intervene. try to intervene. Yeah, that's what's funny. That's what's weird about that statement. And also, it's it's kind of you know history is a funny thing. Mm-hmm. This is only twelve years. This movie came out only twelve years after Castro took over. Yeah. So it's not like like to us this is like this seems like ancient history, but yeah. to people in 1974, it was still a pretty new thing. So, and yeah. I imagine when when him saying, "Oh." Where the U.S. isn't going to interfere in Cuba, like people must have been laughing because by then all the reports about them trying to assassinate, you know, Castro and everything were yeah. very much public. So yeah, um, so yeah. yeah, it probably got a bigger laugh in 1974 than it would get now. To a uh, well, I don't know if it would US. be a, a laugh because people it was probably still raw in the sense people were still recovering from the Cuban Missile Crisis that was less than right. ten years ago. Yeah. And I guess I meant were, funny in the sense that the the senator is saying, "Oh, we're not going to interfere in Cuba. That's oh, our whole yeah. thing." And then after yeah. that, we you know we the Bay of Pigs, and yeah. then we kind of tried to have him assassinated, and so on. So much, funny in that sense. Much that, how mo- in modern times people yeah. laughed, probably much more than back then when they laughed when, at Charlie Chaplin. When Owen K said. Uh, oh, you're being naive, Michael. Right. President centers don't have people killed. Right. Exactly. Well, we saw it live last year. That was that brought down the house. I feel like it had to have done that in 1972. So. Also, yeah. but yeah, we talked about that. that. Yeah, that's true. Because because that was that was kind of the height of that was much a very cynical age as well. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe in the 1980s, people wouldn't have laughed at people it because like, they were all like, yeah, USA, yeah. USA, everyone's <laughs> just chanting you. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so to give you some comparison, um, if this was done today, then they would be talking about events from 2007. Yes, that's right. And I tried to look up what big events happened in 2007, and very little, like, that I'm I like, mean, oh, 9-11's wow. a bit further back. Right. But the iPhone was introduced in 2007. Mm. So they'd be talking about that, which, does that seem like a long time ago, or does that not seem like a long time ago? You know, as you, when you get Give older, it all starts to... Yeah, seemed like it happened yesterday. It doesn't yeah. seem that long ago to me. Like if if someone said, "What year is the iPhone invented?" I would have been like, anywhere from ten to twenty years ago. Like I, yeah, I think I would have gotten close because I had a, I got an iPhone within the first two years, maybe, mm-hmm. and I that was around two thousand eight or so. Yeah, 
Right. Yeah. Anyway, history. Yeah, history. It is, a, it is a funny thing. Yeah, so they're at the New Year's party. Did you notice, Alex, the, the colors that the two Corleone brothers are wearing? The colors the brothers are wearing? The color brothers, the black and white, right? Black and white, like spy versus spy. <laughs> Good, well, evil. Mm, Maybe. I don't know. That seems like a bit of a stretch. No. I wouldn't say Fredo's good. But more innocent. Yeah, he's so sweet. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Sorry, I won't tell you he's innocent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is... At this point, he's still just trying to help the family. Well, he oh, he thinks he is. Right. That's his intention. So, and something so in it for him. It's not that he's evil. He's stupid. He's weak yeah. and he's stupid. So black, maybe that's what black and white represent. But so, but Mikey seems like the outlier here because every other man in the room is seems to be wearing a white jacket. That's true. So yeah. it's, I feel like Mikey's more the the the, the black sheep in the yeah. family, which I don't quite get what that means, like thematically. Yeah. Like like you said, that Mikey's depressed, so maybe that's why he's all in black. Yeah. Or death. You know, yeah. he's, hunt, he's pretty much hunting Hyman Roth. Right. And he's also the hunted. Oh, really? You well, think because, he's that clever? <laughs> well, because he said, he is, oh, yeah. I'm going to be a meeting. I'm going to be assassinated. Yeah. And especially yeah. in the scene where Fredo's like leaving and Mikey's like, oh, Fredo, where are you going? And Fredo's <laughs> kind of like vague in his answer. You could see how that would be, make Mike uneasy now that he knows Fredo is is yeah. in on it. And so he's like, you know, kind of. He yeah, doesn't quite know who to trust. Well, he That's knows he can't trust Fredo. So. You talked about that in the beginning, but I want to highlight that again because uh, it's if you just read it, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Mikey says, Fredo, 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 where are you going? Fredo, <laughs> Fredo, where are you going? And Fredo looks back and says, I, I, I gotta, I gotta get me a real drink because, because I, I can't, because I can't. He, just <laughs> he, just, he doesn't finish the sentence. Yeah, what does I he need mean? to get me. I need to get me a real drink because I can't. Dot dot dot. Uh, he just keeps walking. <laughs> what do you think he? A. What is he? What? I think he's just say like I can't do this or I can't. But do, what? What is it? He says I can't do this. What is he I, referring to? A New Year's party? He just having a bad time? Maybe. The drinks all watered down. Maybe Superman didn't perform. Like maybe oh. his guests. You know that's his thing. Yeah. He he he's a great entertainer. Maybe the entertainment let his guests down. Oh, he's like, Mikey, he couldn't break the cracker. I, I got to get me a real drink. <laughs> like, Senator didn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or maybe maybe the rest of that sentence was, I mean, that's fill in the blank. Okay. Uh, I can't blank. Uh, I'm going to get me a real drink because I can't break the cracker like Superman. Oh, <laughs> oh he's, all, he's all sad that he can't compete. <laughs> that's funny now when I think about it. This is the second time crackers have come off. We had a, we had a, uh, what was it? A, uh, what was on the Ritz cracker? With you Frank. were wondering why white people were called crackers. No, no, a couple but, episodes ago. No, and a thousand years ago when we were at the party, the communion party, and and Frankie Five Angel says, "Care fees? Oh, That's oh, a yeah, yeah. It's a sardine on a Ritz cracker. No, it's not sardine. It's um." Oh gosh! It's a can of fees. It's uh... anyway. It's another cracker. Oh my gosh! I can't believe we can't remember that. By the way, I I asked that question to a friend. Why are white people referred to as crackers? And uh-huh. Does that have anything to do with the cracker itself, like saltines being white? Yeah. And she said, oh, it's probably from slavery times, a cracking whip. Oh, Which I hadn't thought about before. I didn't look online or anything. Huh. But well, that is certainly a darker... Uh, kind of makes sense. Let's, yeah. go with, let's go with saltines. It's a more... Oh, you want to... <laughs> you want to, yeah. 
just wash that out. Uh, but uh, wait, so what is it though on the Ritz cracker? Uh, it's Ritz, Ritz cracker and uh, kind of peas, chopped liver, chopped liver on the Ritz cracker. <laughs> You know what's really funny? I just remembered this. When we were kids, Uh and maybe it's from a cartoon or something, or maybe it's from Godfather, part two, chopped liver was was the term you used for low-quality anything. Like what am I? Chopped liver? Oh, that that's that goes way. Does back. that predate? That's like an old. That's like so. A, so do you think Frankie says it in GF two because that had already been a common saying? I I don't know. I feel like it was from like vaudeville and stuff. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. It's sad. The, the a reference to chopped liver seems very much like a Jewish theater kind of re- reference. You know what I mean? Like a yeah. Jewish comedian in the 30s making a, a kind of Yeah, but I don't joke. know. I mean, was it... We'll ask, we'll ask we'll answer. <laughs> Did it really predate GF2? I think it does. Okay. <laughs> I'll make a note of it. We'll look it up. I think they're trying to imply that Frankie Five Angels was the inventor of that phrase. You know what I mean? By having him say that dialogue? Yeah. Like, I think if there oh. had been more scenes with Frankie, he would have kept working the f- chopped oh liver angle, gosh. and then eventually he would have gotten to oh, the... Oh, He would have learned that Frankie was... The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have uh, an offshoot yeah. uh, story. I think I've told this before. When I was teaching in the Bronx, uh, our Latin scholar, Pete Carucci, also worked in the same school, and we, you know, Bronx is where a lot of of hip-hop, well, hip-hop originated there, but a lot of also rap hip-hop language. And so we would try to introduce terms. I remember that. That's a rice was Mm -hmm. one. Oh, that is so rice, yo. Yeah. And if it was really cool, we tried to use brown rice. Mm. Yeah. It was the 90s. It didn't work, though. It didn't work. But Mm. someone told us today that when they were teaching at a middle school here in Oregon years ago, uh, this teacher and her friends created, started telling kids this consistent story about a ghost in the school. Yeah. And uh, she just went back the other day, and this is like 10 years ago, and the kids are still talking about really? that. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's a awesome. very real, unique, not just, hey, there's a ghost mm. in the school, but like the yeah. name and how yeah. the person died and all that. I can't say I approve of promoting the supernatural in a learning environment, but I do <laughs> like the fact that they managed to create their own urban legend about their, about their school. Yeah. Is that not rice? <laughs> no, it, it, it is rice, which means it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but rice means it's good. No, it's bad because you're a bunch of white guys trying to introduce, trying to oh. trying to sway black culture. You know what I mean? You're oh, like, oh my god, so that's so it's yeah. <laughs> imagine if it had worked and then like 10 years from now like someone on the internet is like we believe it can be traced back to a, a high school in the Bronx where <laughs> that so, was our goal yeah <laughs> it's not too late no right we've got some influence out there everyone in the sound of our voices <laughs> please start using rice now you're just saying you want to use it as a positive thing yes like that is rice that's rice that is right. mad rice Mad rice, yeah. Okay, just any variation of any, it. Yeah, any, rice uh, is good. Rice is good. Let's yeah. keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? We were talking about Fredo needing a real oh, drink. Give me a real drink because I fill in the blank. Give me some, Mikey. I, I gotta, I gotta get me a real drink because I, I oh, because I can't, can't remember how to pr- pronounce banana daiquiri in oh. Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, I need a, I need me a real drink because I can't be Johnny Ola's messenger boy anymore. Oh. 
I was going to say, like, I can't keep up the charade. I was uh, the one who talked to Johnny Ola. It was me the whole time. Yeah. Do you think it really... Gee, I'm sorry, Mike. Do you think that he really was kind of at that? That's sort of what he was referring to there? I don't feel like it. No? At no point... Other than when they first arrived and he's like, oh, Johnny Ola, I'm in Roth. No, no, I don't know them. He doesn't really seem... Once the party starts, he doesn't really yeah. seem... You know, if anything, it's enough not on his mind where he'll slip up and blurt stuff out. That yeah. you figure if it was on his mind, you'd be like, "I got to be really careful what I yeah. say." Friend. Yeah, well, not Mikey, but yeah, I yeah. can't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> where was he going? Also, I for a real, drink? I can't uh, get stepped over anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's just going to the other room to get a real drink. But that was just to a question. different bar, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, give me a real drink too. Does that imply that this other area just has like watered down Cuba well, Libras? Well, uh, that's what I was thinking because Frank, because he's such a hard drinker that oh, he probably yeah. needs like, yeah, you know. Six cocktail waitresses just to get him a little yeah. buzz on. So uh, <laughs> that's why Mo was busting his shots. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't banging uh, cocktail waitresses two at a time. He was just getting drinks two at a time. <laughs> Maybe that's what he meant when he's like, "I got to get a real drink," you know, because I can't. I can't drink this stuff without a cocktail waitress giving it to me. Like he, he really, that's what he was really talking about. Oh. I need to get a real drink. Oh, send her okay. up to my room. Yeah. <laughs> send two cocktail waitresses up to my room. <laughs> Tell them to hold the drinks. <laughs> um, Let's see what else you got. Well, the all the rest of the stuff I have is all about the bodyguard uh, stalking around and stuff. Yeah, I have one other thing about this New Year's scene. What you got? So I got to look at the band this minute. Oh, you did? I think it's the same band from the Superman show. I think this is a gig later on. So you think... It, so, well, there's two levels. Uh-huh. There's... There's the meta level of the are, are the musicians the same like because Francis Ford Coppola is like oh we'll just use them for both scenes, or is it in the are they actually no, supposed to be the same oh, characters? I would think it's the same characters, mm-hmm. or they're twin brothers because they're still wearing those togas and top hats and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally just I'm sure we made this joke. It's literally just like upstairs from the <laughs> Superman show. Yeah. The shows get classier as, or they get oh. worse as you go down, the farther you go down in the <laughs> as basement. You descend. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I was listening to last week our our episode from last week, and you you really liked how what the band did musically was just basically a sax and percussion. Yeah, like stripped down bare bones, and they they created a vibe. They put the strip and stripped down. <laughs> Yeah, so that's all I have for the New Year's segment. Well, so that must be a sweet gig, though, for the musicians to be be playing the Superman show and at the President's Palace later (laughs) that very same night. That's a a wide range. That's a legendary night. Well, they're both union gigs. That's why they they watch Superman, uh, and then they watch the the Superman uh, make love to that girl, and then then we go to the President and watch him make love to the country. But, you know, don't use the word make love. Use different he's a harsher oh, word oh god it. so yeah. there you go it's political humor there you go oh that's funny we've done a political cartoon in ages yeah you want to do one sure uh well you could have the one band <laughs> <laughs> it's like you have one band playing for superman and that would be like congress and then you're the other band playing for the president and that would be like the supreme court you know i think you're i think it's funny i, I think we i think we just did a, a political cartoon one of the recent minutes because i remember talking about like who does superman represent who does the girl oh, right, represent you're right. we did. oh my gosh time uh, yeah 
I remember what it used to be. Yeah. You can edit that whole part out. Yeah, yeah. We'll <laughs> think about chopping it out. Yeah. So transition to the the next scene. Yes. Roth is being carried into the hospital, wheeled in on a gurney. Mm-hmm. His his wife is very sad, and she departs. Mm-hmm. And with so, uh, I think it's with Sam Roth, who's comforting oh, her yeah, as, they, right. as they walk away from yeah. the gurney. Yeah. Um, Would you trust Sam Roth to console your 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 sad wife while hmm. you're having your, your the same heart attack you've been suffering from for sixty years? Wait a minute. What are you asking me? I'm just saying, Sam Roth. So you're saying if I was in the hospital, you'd make a play for my wife, no. is what you're telling me. No, I'm not is saying that. what you're that. telling me? Not, that's not what I'm saying. Okay. If, if you were Hyman Roth, not oh, you, you make Alex. a play for Hyman Roth's wife. <laughs> I um, am going to... Wait, so you're saying, if does Hyman Roth trust Sam Roth with that's Mrs. Rothstein? That's what I'm asking, yes. Huh. Roth, not Rothstein. Uh yes, he does trust. Her. I think he does too because he you know they already had their sexual thing years ago and it ended. And now they're just Whoa. like he's just like he's harmless. Really small a piece. Oh, <laughs> that's nothing more important. <laughs> okay, people running around with guns. <laughs> okay, so yes, and then then Michael's bodyguard. We can't call him an assassin because he he really just. Just incapacitated Johnny Ola. We, we know he's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> Based on your experiments with choking. <laughs> Sorry, strangling. And as far as we know, he just intends to incapacitate Roth as well. That's right. Just you know, so. And to, yeah. uh, according to IMDb, he is credited as Michael's bodyguard. Oh, okay. Whether that's a euphemism. Hmm. We'll leave it up to the audience, to okay. the listener, to, to decide for themselves. And we see the bodyguard arrive at the hospital, yes. sort, of, sort of following the gurney mm-hmm. discreetly. And Alex, he's carrying flowers. Flowers. What do you make of the flowers? I really like uh, watching this bit. <laughs> I, I feel like I've brought this up already. Uh, maybe I might have brought it up last week for all I remember, mm-hmm. clearly. But I like how this whole thing is like a sort of funhouse mirror of the Enzo scene mm-hmm. in GF1. Because in, in GF1, you had Enzo was an innocent man bringing flowers and then pretending to be a killer mm-hmm. while visiting like a father figure. Well, he's trying to prevent a killing in of a father figure in a hospital. Now, yeah. here you have a killer pretending to be an innocent man by carrying flowers with the intention of killing the the father yeah. figure. So it's a real I like how it's a, a kind of thematic uh remixing of the, all those elements and stuff. It's very cool. So yeah, uh, the only thing just Coppola no, you got you nailed it, but I think Coppola just missed. The only thing he should have had was the bodyguard go up to the nurses and say, uh, for Miss for Mrs. Roth for Mr. Roth. For Mr. Roth <laughs> <laughs> Well, he always says that Hyman Roth, you know, he treats me like I'm his son. Ah, so he's like, well, your right. father. Yeah. <laughs> like a father figure. For well, your father for your figure. Father figure. <laughs> it's great. I love it. To me, it's so, it's very cartoonish. It's like a Bugs Bunny cartoon where he's carrying flowers. And you know, he just like and, pulled those out of like a flower pot out on the street. You know what I mean? It's not like you went and bought flowers. Oh, it's just it. so great. You got this guy just walking, an assassin walking up. It's like the like, most minimal disguise yeah. to get through the security. 
That's true, yeah. Show some respect. It would be funny if they showed like the flower shop and a dead the dead guy at the flower <laughs> shop. Yeah. Like you killed the guy to get flowers from him. Yeah. Um it, it would have been really comical if he was he was walking by without flowers. Yeah. And he does and he passes a room mm-hmm. and he doesn't even look in, but as he's walking by, he just reaches his hand and grabs flowers that were left for another from patient. another room. Or he goes yeah. in there and kills that patient oh, and then kicks them out. He had to kill like six of them before he found oh. somebody with flowers. Well, each person only had one flower. He had to get a oh. whole bouquet's worth. <laughs> Man, he's a killer, that guy. <laughs> he kills one and then he goes and it's like balloons. It's just like, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, congrats. He, he kills him. He, you know, he gets the balloons yeah. and it says, it says like, uh, like get better soon, and he grabs the, he kills the guy, grabs yeah. the balloons, but the balloons rotate. And it says, it says get better soon, Hector. Oh, <laughs> he's like oh, or it says like it's a boy. It. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, he's like I'm trying to find Mister Rothschild, and I'm like what? <laughs> and he's like it's a boy in Spanish. Uh, es, es un hijo. Es un, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was thinking we got to start doing more merch items. Oh yeah. And I think one of them should be the the bodyguard carrying the flowers and then a balloon that says uh, es amigo. <laughs> you know, like wait the uh the what's is the merch for the the fans of the movies? Or yeah, it would be like a picture movie. of Michael's bodyguard carrying the flowers and also a balloon that says, it's a boy oh, in Spanish. Oh, that's great. You know I mean? Oh, just <laughs> like as real merch. Yeah, just real as like GF a shirt merch. or something it, like yeah. that. So. I was thinking meta. I was thinking merch that the characters would sell to other characters. Oh, like Because remember, we've too. done that Godfather <clears throat> commercials and oh, merch that's right, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's a great idea. Um, Where yeah. do you think the... the say not a killer on the balloons. So not a killer. You, like, oh, that guy's not a killer. Yeah. Where do you think the, the the bodyguard got the idea to get the flowers? Is this a standard move when you're going to kill someone in a hospital? <laughs> or, is he, or did Michael instruct him? I come, feel come like this... A disguise. This guy must be a pro. At this. I, you don't get to be an old guy like that and an assassin unless you've, you've done this a bunch of times. Yeah. Right? If it was like a young guy, I'll be like, okay, Mikey had to probably guide him or whatever, but yeah, yeah. this guy seems pretty... Uh, I mean, granted, he doesn't say a word, and he fails in both of his attempts to kill someone. So I really don't know if he's a good giving. Mike, you gotta tell him. He's like, no, no, no. You bring the flowers, then you suffocate. Like you gotta keep really laying out in detail what what he was supposed to do. That's great. Um, yeah, pretty ominous scene. Yeah, and what I like about the, you know, you take for granted some of the camera work you see in movies nowadays. Mm-hmm. But I like was he one of the original people to do that kind of shot? So to to remind you, the bodyguard is walking down these kind of dark hallways and there's a camera about two to three feet behind him filming him. Yeah. You just see the back of his head walking for quite a bit, walking down these halls. Yeah. Uh, just right behind him. And I don't know, is that is that kind of a unique shot? I can think Or is of- that a, is that a standard Early. I feel like I definitely can think of there's I mean I can think of similar shots in mm-hmm. uh, in movies before this in the mm-hmm. movie uh, the Stanley Kubrick movie Paths of Glory I never saw that one it's really good you should see yeah. it uh, it's kind of a similar thing where Kirk Douglas mm-hmm. was walking through a trench and you're kind of just seeing the back of his head mm-hmm. it's not quite the same as this because this I think Coppola really takes advantage of like you're trying to see like what's like like it's almost like the camera's like 
he's turning around and the camera can never quite see where he's heading so mm-hmm. he literally you know you almost want to like lean in so you can see what's around him i think that it does a really uh yeah i don't think the kubrick one is like that where mm. it really takes advantage of the fact that you're you can't quite see what's ahead like mm. you know what mm-hmm. if he's you mm-hmm. know, so yeah but it is a good shot yeah super cool yeah anything else for this part of the scene um, I have some, I have a bunch of cleanup items. Okay. Well, um, there's a clock on the wall. Well, so oh. far, so this Cuban hospital. Yeah. What's, uh, it, it, I'm assuming, I don't know, I couldn't find any information on what this place really was. I can easily see it just being a hotel that they just kind of dressed up oh, to make it look yeah. like a, have, were you ever in a, uh, Central American hospital? This seems like a very old building and it doesn't seem yeah. like, a, you know, like a, I mean, this what is, think it was a modern, I mean, this yeah, is 59. Yeah, that's true. true. I haven't been in a Latin American hospital, but, um, like columns and very, uh, I, but yeah, I was, I was kind of sold on it. Cause there are, I mean, Cuba was an old Spanish settlement yeah. and that was kind of the, the, the original, uh, what do you call it? Like Spanish architecture or these, right. these, yeah. you know, buildings that had these huge courtyards in the middle. Yeah, they might have taken... Very open-aired, and Cuba is very humid, so yeah. I imagine they want to keep stuff, yeah. keep air flowing. Right. Yeah. So uh, so there's a clock on the wall, mm. and first I thought, oh, that's a continuity error, because it looks like it says like 3.15 or something, when obviously it should be uh, close to midnight, uh-huh. but I feel, well, looking at it closer, I think it's... You could see the hour hand on the eleven, and it's still like eleven twenty ish. Oh, okay. So, which is good. Which is about still, right. Yeah, you know, we're forty minutes away still from the. Yeah. Uh, so it's we're not quite. Anyway, we don't know what time uh, uh, Fredo and the gang got to the yeah. party or not. But uh, Michael's gearing up for the big kiss. Yes, he's, he's, he's all, <laughs> putting the binocular blast in his mouth. <laughs> he's getting all nervous about. It. He's like, should I kiss him? Should I, should I get his number? He has to call Tom. Tom, what do I do? <laughs> just calm, just calm down, Viking. <laughs> Tom, no tongue. Tom, will you stop trying to tell me how to patch things up and just help? Me? Well, I'm afraid the party's over and the paywalls are coming down. Oh, then I, I gotta go, Mikey, because I, I can't. Well, that's good, because uh, we also have to go, and you should go to godfatherminute.com slash support, where you can become a Patreon and uh, get double your bonus content. Every You'll get twice as much show every single week. No! No, really, it's true. No? Godfatherminute.com slash support. No? 